It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Going to need to remember a lot of names today for Locked On Bama. Jordan Ross of Estavia Hills, Isaiah Faga of Central Phoenix City, Richard Young, who's now with Alabama, and Luke and Jimmy Stone, because, you know, we're kind of the host of this thing. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. We're going to talk some recruiting. We're talking about guys that are coming in, like a Richard Young, who makes your countdown today. We're also going to talk a little baseball at the end, which will mostly be you talking, because I don't really know a ton about our players. I just know I'm sort of pulling for this team as a whole, and I, I kind of dig that. Uh, I do appreciate the retro vibe you're bringing with that uh, Alabama-Michigan. Well, I guess that game is from the uh, one in 2012? 2012, that's right. This is the 2012 Michigan shirt, not not the 2021. But, yeah, were, Dallas. Uh, were you there? Big game. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was, too. Yep. Okay. I was there and bought the, uh, the concert shirt. It was the concert shirt from that game. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's start off talking a little Jordan Ross. Jordan Ross from Vestavia Hills, for those who don't know. Um, some sites have him the number one player in Alabama. Some sites have him in the top ten in the country. Jimmy's site on three has him as a four-star, the number 33 player in the country. Uh, looking at uh, – now, again, and this is just on three, but I think this is sort of universal And while we're bringing him up. On three has him 23% going to Georgia, 20 to Tennessee, 14 to Florida, and 8% to Auburn. Do you notice a glaring omission there? And that is Alabama. Um, right. I just read a report or, or a, a response to a post on On3 by your own Andrew Bone, who is a great American, 
And he posted that, hey, look, Alabama loves Jordan Ross. They'd, they'd love to have him. Now, Alabama has signed several five-star rushers on the edge here recently, and that may be playing a part. Maybe he, Jordan Ross just wants to get out of the state. Who knows? But um, he said Alabama is very interested and would love to get back on it. Here's an interesting side note. I'm going to put up a picture of Jordan Ross while you talk here in just a second. There he is right there. Love the hair. I really do. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I couldn't pull it off, but I think he looks wonderful. Uh, But my first initial image search for Jordan Ross pulled up this. Now, that is Jordan Walker Ross or something like that, and I don't think we're recruiting him. (laughs) I don't think so. If we were. We we do cast a wide net. (laughs) If we were recruiting this guy who, for those listening on the podcast, this looks like the – cousin baby of Screech and Urkel, um, then yes, I would begin to think it's time for Saban to retire. <laughs> so anyway, Jimmy, take it away on Jordan Ross. Certainly explains our uh, why Jordan Ross isn't the top priority right now. <laughs> no, but uh, really, uh, I think it's a combination of two things. Recruiting is a two-way street, right? And I think Alabama likes Jordan Ross, uh, per Andrew Bone, who, who uh, is, 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 you know, him and Tim Watts, about the most knowledgeable guys out there in Alabama football recruiting. Uh, if Jordan Ross wants to commit to Alabama, they would take him. They, they, they do like him. They do want him as part of this class. I think it's just a little bit like what we touched on yesterday about priorities and who feels the most love kind of a situation. See, Alabama signed – it's not just that Alabama signed three edge players in the last class, Quay Rousseau, uh, Keon Keeley, Yonze Pierre. It's, those were three five-stars. Alabama signed three five-stars of this position a year ago. It's probably, of all the positions on the field, it's probably the least prioritized position for Alabama this cycle because, A, you can't take too many. I mean, two is like really pushing it based on the numbers on the roster. Second thing, we talked about it being a two-way street, right? These kids are all highly aware of who you signed in the last class. Those are the kids they know best other than the kids in their class, okay? So I don't think you'll find too many edges super eager to sign with Alabama in the sense they know, hey, I'm a year younger. I got to sit behind three guys, you know, that were five stars. So I think it's a two-way street a little bit, not just with Jordan Ross, but with other edge guys, is that it's not a huge priority for Alabama. And secondly, these kids aren't exactly signing up in droves uh, to go sit on, on anyone's bench, particularly a highly recruited guy like Jordan Ross. Now, here's what happened. We're just now getting into camp season. This is when the board really shuffles. This is when kids get super serious about the decisions they make. And because Alabama likes Jordan Ross and because Jordan Ross likes Alabama, if I was doing a 2024 class guess, I might would include Jordan Ross on it. And and I know those last numbers from, from on threes RPM, the recruiting prediction machine doesn't sound like Alabama is a real factor. Alabama is a real factor here. And Bone knows this, Watts knows this. Alabama is a real factor. Let's see what happens if Jordan Ross comes to camp, and they believe he will, and let's see what happens when he has to sit down with Nick Saban, you know, this summer. 
or he, he might come for an official visit. Uh, let's see if that happens. Uh, so don't rule out Jordan Ross coming to Alabama. I think it's a real possibility, but it is a little unusual that you have a player at that position that's ranked where he is, that there's not some love fest going on between the two. But that's really the reason. It's the three five stars from a year ago. Imagine if you're a running back, you're the number 25 player in the country and you're from Alabama, but Alabama signed three running backs in the last class. I mean, you know, you're thinking, gosh, I don't know if he's going to sign up for that situation. So uh, Alabama continues to recruit a couple of edge players that are what I would call five-star pluses, guys like Colin Simmons, guys like Dylan Stewart, who were probably the two best edge guys in the country. Of course, Alabama would love to have them. They're probably not even visiting Alabama. Why? The three five-stars in the last group. I mean, that is one of the uh, catch-22s, right? You get somebody good in this class, and it might cost you somebody good in the next class. I mean, uh, that's that's sort of the thing. And that's why Saban is the best. And, you know, you can put Kirby Smart up there, too. I mean, and, and Ryan Day, I guess, they can convince some of these five stars sometimes, no matter the depth, just to come on. And, uh, you know, look, I don't want to lose Jordan Ross. I want him – and I say lose him as if we've ever had him. But I feel like whenever you have a guy like that who some – again, some sites have him number one player in Alabama. I know you guys have him a little lower, but it's all in the same area code. I certainly want him. I certainly want a kid from Vestavia. Uh, I've seen him play. I think he's fantastic, and I think he's got a lot of potential. So, uh, yeah, I want him on this roster, even though I know spots are pretty coveted and there are only certain number of players at each position you can take. But, um, you know, if he goes somewhere else here, he's hoping it's out of state and it's not Georgia. That's those. Those are my only two criteria. If it's not going to be Alabama, be out of state and not Georgia. I, if you go to LSU, you go to Tennessee, just going to Georgia because, really, if you're going to Georgia, it's the same as going to Alabama. It's just out of state, right? I mean, it's the same. Georgia signed a bunch of five-star rushers too. I can't rattle them off because I don't follow Georgia that much. But you know what I mean. And Georgia's, you know, our number, our arch nemesis at this moment. I mean, you can say it's Auburn. You can say it's Tennessee, but that's more historical. I'm talking about in the moment. Yeah, I think Jordan, if I had to guess right now and say, okay, it's not Alabama uh, for Jordan Ross, my guess uh, with what little, uh, you know, maybe Auburn. I I think Auburn's a real possibility with him. It makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Again, if I was doing a 2024 class guess, he would be the one I might struggle with the most. I'm going to want to put at least one edge guy. And I think if I'm putting one edge guy, it's probably Jordan Ross. So I I just don't rule him out at all. Uh, I'm not pessimistic at all. I I just think this is the hardest call to make on a a class guess right now for Alabama is that spot. Maybe defensive line, and we're going to talk about one of those soon too. But but I I think overall outside linebacker is the toughest spot to guess in this uh, 24 group. But, hey, a lot of it figures itself out in June these days. Let me tell everybody about bird dogs now. We love these bird dog shorts they sent us. Love the free Yeti style cooler. We are, are not cooler. Uh, what do you call it? Oh, what? Well, most everybody calls them a tumbler. I call it a wine glass. 
You call it a tumbler. A tumbler. That's what I was trying to think. I kept saying cooler. Yeah. Um, anyway, bird dogs, they make you look good. They have this stretch khaki short thing. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. And Lord knows it's tough to make Jimmy and me look sculpted. Uh, bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. And bird dogs doesn't want people stealing their merchandise. <laughs> Sorry, that's not a political statement. I just thought it was funny because Lululemon is in the news right now. They fit way better than regular shorts uh, that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs in that way. They're fixed. Uh, bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice anything. Uh, go to birddogs.com slash locked on college, enter promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. I don't, I don't, I just, I love them. I mean, it's Kubota orange day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. And look, here's benefit. Okay. This is a true story. Thank you, bird dogs. This past weekend, people know I went to my wet, to my cousin's wedding. It was a very interesting wedding. I will, again, refrain from commenting, but there were several interesting things that happened. Um, but I you know, took all my stuff and took, uh, took a couple of pair of my bird dog shorts that I got in. I realized when I got there, I had forgotten underwear. And if you've ever, like, I travel all the time and like, I'm so now it's like, I, I'm so used to, like, I got all my ducks in a row. I just didn't have my ducks in a row for this. I didn't have my, my underwear in a row at least. And I was like, okay, so how am I going to do this? But, and I thought I got to go buy some underwear. And I was like, no, I don't. This was sort of a laid back wedding. And um, not that I wore shorts, but I wore shorts up to the wedding. I wore shorts, wore my bird dogs uh, for the, we didn't have a rehearsal dinner. It was like a party the night before. Then I was able to, ju I just wore those same shorts during the day before the wedding. Cause I mean, I was like, I'm not getting ready till later. Then I put on my, the one pair of underwear I had and did my wedding stuff. And then the next day I wore another pair of bird dogs home and they had built in underwear. So it didn't matter that I forgot my, I, I had one pair of underwear and I was able to stretch it all through the week. Now I've done that before. But it was not a fun experience. This time I was able to do it and everybody was clean. It was wonderful. So I gave everybody the worst imaging possible. And so I'm just going to stop talking now about my undergarments. And I'm not even sure that counts as an ad. <laughs> counts as a minus. Um, anyway, so now. Well, bird dog safety. Bird dogs saved your weekend. Bird dogs did save my weekend. That was the point. I mean, I'm sure they're like, hey, we love the save the weekend thing. Stop talking after that. Um, let's talk a little bit really quickly. We won't spend a lot of ton of time on uh, Isaiah Faga. Is that, am I saying that right from Central Phoenix City? We've talked about that's, that's how I say it until further notice. Okay. He's coming this weekend, so maybe, maybe I'll get a more. Committed to Utah. 
certain pronunciation. He is, uh, I believe, of Samoan descent. So uh, sometimes that's a little bit different pronunciation with things, with, such as Tungovaloa, which doesn't oh. even have an N, but we say Tungovaloa. So who knows? But I, I will I, I will ask. I thought uh, father was more of an Elmore County descent. Am I, am I wrong about that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I've been saying Faga, but I, I don't I don't really know for sure because I've never spoken to the kid or uh, uh, actually asked someone who has. But uh, Joseph Hastings, I believe, uh, has either spoken with him recently or is going to. So I will ask my uh, uh, co-employee, Joseph Hastings, and then report back. I thought you were going to start talking about it. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. I can certainly talk about it. I've seen some written conversations about the kid and, and of course. Well, hold, it, uh, hold it. I want, I want everybody to know this for, for all of our edification. From now on, a little production note. Uh, <laughs> whenever I give you the full screen, and oh. I think you can see that I'm doing that, that means, Jimmy, start talking. Okay. That's for everybody's That's edification. It does make sense. Wait, wait, it does make sense. Although sometimes I think you've done it by accident. <laughs> this is also true. This is very I'm not, true. I'm not sure that it's purposeful, but no, no, you can uh, feel free. Grant me the full screen and we'll, we'll talk some Isaiah Faga. Uh, look, uh, he is, uh, I got some real good news about him yesterday. Actually, I, I started the day pretty excited about him. I, I knew quite a bit about him. I knew the numbers. I knew the production. Look, all these kids from Central Phoenix City, uh, have been really good. It's the best program in Alabama right now, Central Phoenix City and Thompson, you know, right there at the top. Uh, they produce a ton of prospects. The production was great. I'm excited about him, but I thought he's just a little small, uh, not not crazy small, but I thought, you know, this is probably a little bigger than Curtis Perry, you know, so do we want to take someone that size again? We took Perry, you know, two classes ago. Uh, and you watch the tape, and it is extremely reminiscent of Curtis Perry. Uh, the motor is great. He's relentless. He's a great pass rusher. He uses his hands extremely well. He's very, very strong for his size. He plays with great leverage. Absolutely love the kid. But you look at his size. Uh, on his own huddle tape, he lists himself at 6'2", 255. That's, that's really... Uh, pushing it for an SEC defensive tackle type prospect. Uh, on three, had him a little bigger, I think, at 270. Uh, and I thought, okay, now now we're talking. Now we're talking. Uh, but I, I'm like, in my review of his huddle tape, I'm like, this kid's an A+. I love him, but he's small. So as soon as I wrote that, you know, Andrew Bone tells us, uh, you know, that him and, and Joseph have been talking to the kid. And the kid reports this week, he's actually 285. He's 285 right now. So apparently he's hit this growth spurt they felt was coming. And, and if this kid's 285, I don't care where he's ranked. He, he's an absolute take for me uh, right now. Uh, I, and, and he is supposed to come to uh, a camp this week, uh, an official visit this weekend. Uh, he is committed to Utah, who, uh, who recruits extremely well. And by recruiting extremely well, what I mean in Utah's case is they evaluate really well the fact that he's committed to utah to me is a plus because i, I sort of trust those guys uh to make smart evals against samoan descent utah has a ton of of, of samoan descent players uh and the reason this kid is, is is in alabama i believe his dad is in the military at that 
military base in Columbus, Georgia, which is really close to Central Phoenix City High School. Uh, so that, that's why this kid is living in Alabama. He's not a long-time or full-time, lifetime Alabama resident, to my knowledge. I think he's just sort of moved here as his dad moves around in the military. So, but he does like Alabama a lot. That's why he's visiting Alabama, going to camp, officially visiting Bama, even though he's committed to the Utah Utes. Uh, I, I like uh, Faga a lot. And uh, I, I sort of, I'm sort of hoping this works out for Alabama. Again, I, I thought he was a probable, we should probably take him when I thought he weighed in the 260s. The fact that he's 285, as he reports, and Gingerbone. To me, he's the slam. I, I absolutely take him. That would give us two defensive linemen in this class, along with the other in-state player from Parker, Jeremiah Beeman. Yeah, and uh, I like him too. Look, if Utah wants a, a defensive lineman from Alabama, I kind of want a defensive lineman from Alabama. I feel like they're, for whatever reason, their defensive line just always impresses me. I can't rattle off a lot of def Utah defensive linemen, but it's, um, you know, I sort of, they just always impress me. Whenever I see Utah play, which again, which isn't a ton, but whenever I see Utah play, their defensive line is aggressive. Uh, they seem uh, unusually strong. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm down with that. If if we were to go after this cat, and again, you know my affinity for in-state players. If things, all things are, are remaining equal, so uh, yeah, I'm pro that. I sort of look at Utah and Iowa about the same way, in the sense that. This sounds crazy, but let's say at Alabama, some sort of rule that says, okay, uh, you got to take a three-star. You must take a three-star. Uh, and and here's, here's the 10 that you're choosing from. Here's 10 three-stars. Which one do you want? I'm going to be like, hey, Utah, hey, Iowa, which one of these 10 do you like? <laughs> because they're really good at signing three-stars and developing them into uh, big-time players. They pick out the right guys. That's why Utah and Iowa, every year, are everybody thinks they're not good and they end up in the top 15 and the top 20 every year because they're, they're very good at picking that stuff out. And I think this kid, while, while probably is going to end up not a three-star to me, he's just too good to me. Knowing he's 285, to me, he's a national top 100 player, top 100 at, at 285 to me. Now, uh, I think it's fair to put him in the top 250. But, uh, but, but to me, he's a four-star. I'm just saying this isn't a guy that's uh, – uh, been a hot item with with recruiting fans, I think, so far in this class. But they should be. I mean, uh, his his tape is. Can you imagine? I mean, I remember you loving Curtis Perry coming out of high school. Now imagine you saw that tape and you know Curtis Perry's two hundred eighty five, two hundred ninety pounds. You'll be like, well, a must. Six star. Uh, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, what I want you to do is just briefly go over SEC baseball, Alabama baseball as we head into super regionals, and then. Uh, you can wax poetic about Richard Young for your countdown. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. And we're back. 
So, Jimmy, uh, SEC baseball, I think it's been kind of disappointing overall. I mean, I, here's, here's the good news. Here's the good news. Um, Kentucky, LSU, and Florida, South Carolina are both fighting for the right to go to uh, Omaha. So two SEC teams are guaranteed. Alabama, of course, plays Wake Forest. Tennessee plays Southern Miss, so I, I, I would certainly favor Tennessee. So the SEC is probably going to get at least three, and if Alabama were to win four, um, that would be awesome, and that could make up for some of the other bad showings. I mean, from Arkansas, from Vandy, from Auburn. Auburn showing was god-awful, uh, but Arkansas wasn't a whole lot better. They were blissed by TCU. Vanderbilt's wasn't a whole lot better. I mean, they, Oral Roberts came out of that region so you know for all the bragging we do as sec fans uh you know we're and and we we've earned it we've earned it but it kind of it kind of makes us look a little overrated this baseball season right i i agree 100 percent. i i think it was a a, a, was a poor showing in, in in the league in the regionals and and i'm looking at you arkansas and vandy i mean that, that, that arkansas and vanderbilt absolutely should not have lost their regionals that they hosted uh, to lesser teams. And Arkansas uh, just – they gave up 20 runs to TCU in one game. 20. Just outrageously bad in an NCAA tournament-type situation. Uh, you know, obviously two teams will make it because two SEC teams play each other. So two, two teams will make it for sure. I really like Tennessee beating Southern Miss. So that would be three. So three of the eight is pretty strong uh, if that happens. That's still pretty strong. Four of eight would be like, okay, this is sort of what you would have projected, right? Half the field being SEC. Well, that's on Alabama. And all Alabama has to do is go beat the number one team in the country uh, on the road. That's all, all we're asking. And, you know, we, we can – two things. We can we can bitch about the seeding and say, hey, the, the Alabama didn't get the right seed. It wasn't a fair seed. Alabama shouldn't be on the road at number 16, which is true, by the way. I think that is just – factually true that's not an opinion i think if you have kendall rogers who, who's a neutral observer who knows as much about college baseball it's kind of almost the kirk herb street of college baseball he said before the regional started that alabama shouldn't be a 16 and and he's like again kind of the herb street of college baseball uh so we were not seated but that everybody put that aside because it should be hard to make the world series it's supposed to be hard it's not supposed to uh, one cupcake after another, um, it's supposed to be hard. You earn your way there. Uh, Alabama's definitely going to have to do that by playing the number one team on the road. But it's supposed to be hard, and it's supposed to be awesome. And uh, for Alabama, uh, it couldn't be more awesome if they did it uh, because of what it will take to get past uh, uh, Wake Forest and Winston-Salem this weekend. All right. Now you've got about two and a half minutes of Richard Young love to uh... – profess the easy summation is great great player he's ranked way up here at number 60 ahead of just about every other uh, freshman in his class even though he wasn't out there this spring he's a he's a late arrival but i'm ranking him here because i, I do think like a couple of other freshmen uh things are lined up here for richard the redshirt he's going to have four running backs ahead of him he's going to be last in the pecking order among the scholarship running backs but I also think he's too good to keep off the field. Uh, I think Richard Young will prove in fall camp that Alabama's going to look at him and say, I don't know how we're going to play him. I don't know when we're going to play him, but that kid is playing in the games. He's just too good. So I have him at 60. 
just as basically me saying that I think he's going to play. I can't imagine how. I don't think he could be ahead of Jam or Justice or Jace McClellan or Roy Dell Williams. I don't think he should be ahead of any of them. But I think he's going to play, and I think we need him to play. And at that position, you could get a few injuries, and then all of a sudden you really need him. And uh, he'll be ready. Uh, this kid is a fantastic prospect, checks every single box. And as good as Justice Haynes was this spring, I think we're all knocked out by what Justice did this spring. I think this kid is kind of like 1B to Justice Haynes, 1A. He, he's probably just as good or nearly as good. Yeah, I like him a lot too, and I think that um, you know, it, if you had asked pe- most people, okay, what what freshman running back do you think will play uh, before, say, if we had seen him in All Star games or whatever, I think most people would say, I think Richard Young. Uh, it's just that Justice Haynes has really burst onto the scene. He had a nice All Star game. Then in a day, he scored three touchdowns. And all of a sudden, it's hard to, like, imagine that somebody's going to outplay him as a freshman, right? I mean, frankly, I think a lot of Alabama fans have sort of penciled in Justice Haynes as the starter, if not at the beginning, towards the early middle of the year. So it's really hard to fathom that there's going to be somebody else who doesn't have spring practice under their belt who's going to come in and be like, yeah, he's Justice Haynes is really good. Yeah, Jason McClellan's good. Jam Miller's good. Roydell Williams is good. I'm better. Right. Right. That's exactly right. Hey, for Alabama, it's a great situation, right? Hey, yeah. I like all five. I like all five. Now, I mean, Richard hasn't been out there yet, and he, he does need to prove it a little bit. I'm super confident he is. But he's, he's still got if, – if you told me that we had to play, uh, uh, you know, South Florida and Tampa and Roy Dell Williams is going to be the starter and he's going to play the whole game and get 20 carries, I'd be like, ooh, I'm looking forward to that. Let's see what Roy Dell can do with 20 carries. I mean, that, that's the way I feel about all these backs. I think Jace is, is really good. I think Jace is a day two NFL pick. Uh, I really do think he'll, he'll be drafted day two. Uh, I think Roy Dell is – I compare Roy Dell to Roy Upchurch. To, to me, he's Roy Upchurch, uh, which is, I mean, as a compliment. And, of course, Jam and Justice are – they're both otherworldly talents, and I think Richard Young is going to prove he belongs with them. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you, guys. Please keep signing up, subscribing, doing whatever you do, downloading, uh, taking screenshots. I don't know. We don't know how this works, but we just want you to keep doing it. Obviously. Uh, So anyway, thank you guys so much. We will talk to you tomorrow. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.